We are back. It is the Heart and Hustle podcast. What's going on? When you hear that funky music, you know you're ready to drop another episode. Nick Gronowitz here. Scott Inez is with me. We are, as we're recording this, one week away from the NBA draft. Game six of the NBA Finals is tonight, so we don't know what's going to happen as we're recording this, but... uh, Really, that doesn't matter. We're going to get into a lot of news and notes surrounding the Orlando Magic, some free agency all coming up here. But first, a little housekeeping. If you are listening for the first time, my name is Nick Grunowitz. I am with Scott and as you can hear, Scott and myself weekdays on ESPN 580 Orlando, 580 AM, FM 96.5, HD 2, 4 o'clock to 8 o'clock ESPN Afternoons with Scott and as Live, local, and loud also. And you can also head back. There's about 27, 28 episodes of this podcast that you can catch up on. Rate, review, subscribe, the whole thing. Follow us on Twitter at Inez Says and at ESPN 580 Nick. Uh, we are recording this on a Thursday because Scott is going on vacation. And uh, <laughs> we need to get another episode in here. You're going to be back next week. And yeah. you're going to be back next week on Wednesday. So by the time yeah. you get back, uh, the draft will really be upon us. Yeah. So we wanted to jump into some news and notes as we had quite a bit of news this week who the Magic are working out. And it feels, Scotty, like the draft class, the draft pool is starting to take shape for Orlando. And some guys that you can kind of sniff out that are going to be there around at 16, even as we did this episode, uh, this this discussion a week ago, you have a little bit of a better feel from some people that you're talking to, some things you're hearing. Yeah, I think so. And with the uh, Magic working out a ton of guys over the last couple of weeks. How many I guys think, they worked out? Oh like my 35? <laughs> At the very least, and that's 35. But that's every team. Like The yes, idea this yes. time of year is you're working out guys for future intel, too, yeah. because you may be able to trade, sign, pick right. up any of these dudes. Right, right. I think the draft pool for the Orlando Magic is going to come down to this. I think it's going to be any one of these guys – uh, Nikhil Alexander-Walker, the kid from Virginia Tech. Worked him out on Monday or Tuesday. Right, yeah. right. From what I understand, they like him. Tyler Hero, the kid from Kentucky. Romeo Langford from Indiana. Uh, a kid by the name of Casey Akpala from Stanford. Six foot eight, positional length. There you go. There's that term again with Jeff Weltman and John Hammond. Uh, and Bull Bull. 6'9", 210, by the way, with a 7 one He's 6'9 six, six, and a half okay. is what he, uh, okay. he measured in at. Yeah. And I think you can add Bull Bull into that equation. Now, I don't know if Bull Bull has worked out for the Orlando Magic as of yet. Um, but I think there's another name you can add there. And there's always a guy, every year, a guy or two, Nick, that tends to drop in the draft, right? And for, for some unknown reason, he tends to drop from a, a projected pick. I think that if Nasir Little out of North Carolina is there at 16, and I don't think he will be because I've seen mock drafts of, of Little going in the top seven or eight. The furthest I've seen him go is 15. Okay. Okay. If Nasir Little, Little gets to 16, I think, I think that's their guy. Just judging by the fact that Jeff Weltman and John Hammond – Uh, This guy's right up their alley in terms of two-way guy, wingspan, Just by judging on 6'6 with a 7'1 and a quarter-inch wingspan. Now, not a great shooter, mind you. No, 3 and D guy. He had a terrible—we talked about this. He shot 26% from three, only attempted 52 of them last year at North Carolina, averaged nine points, four rebounds, not even assist a game. Shot 50% um, from the field, his effective field goal percentage— 
at North Carolina, but he just never fit with that team. So really what you're doing is you're looking back at his his numbers in high school, the fact that he was the McDonald's All-American game MVP, and you're thinking, all right, in the right situation, we can bring him in here. Working with Steve Clifford, which now is a huge plus coming here. You're a developmental team now. You develop players. That's a guy that makes some sense. That's why that this draft stuff is more of an art than a science today. Oh, right? Of course. Because, I mean, you have to project out five, six years to how good these kids could become. Nasir Little, like you said, didn't get out and a whole lot of playing time at North Carolina. Really didn't fit into that lineup for whatever reason. But this is a kid, again... Six foot six, very athletic, seven foot one wingspan. So I think if a Nasir Little drops all the way to sixteen, I think the Magic would 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 definitely be happy to pick him. But if I were king for a day, you love this king for a day. I stuff. do. I love it. I I love playing amateur GM here. If I were king for a day, the more I see and and look, we talk about these these videos of these kids every year, right? And I think I could make a video depicting me as an NBA player. With that said, you mean if you pulled like a Porzingis, didn't work out for anybody, and it was just off the film and draft hype, and you just exactly. hired a hell of a PR firm? Exactly. That's it. Put some nice music in back. Exactly. Of it. I, I mean, I I think I could make Nikki Football into an NBA star on those videos. But but king for a day, the guy I'm taking with the 16th overall pick. Can I try to guess here? Yes. Nikhil Alexander Walker. No. Wow, I thought I had. He's to pick he's there. actually second on the list. Oh man. Um. Yeah. And and I was okay. an Alexander guy a couple of weeks ago. I'm gonna I'm gonna take take one more. I'm gonna take a mulligan there. Okay. Yeah. Is it Tyler Hero? Yeah, it is. Okay. It is. I forgot. That's right. You want to draft for need, and you're gonna go with the sniper. <sighs> I I, I got to tell you, and and I even saw Jay Williams. I think it was Jay Williams earlier this week on ESPN who said Tyler Hero could be the next Devin Booker. I don't know if I'm buying that now. <laughs> I don't know if I'm I'm buying Tyler Hero being Devin Booker. But the more videos I see of this kid, and and again, that's always a scary thing, but I like this kid a lot. Tyler Hero, he's a scorer. He's very, very raw, as all these college freshmen are. But this kid has scoring ability, both outside and in. You break him down, I mean, he goes to the basket, he finishes, he can run off screens, which was, which is very, very unusual for a college kid to be able to run off screens and shoot the J. He's a great free throw shooter at 93%. I like to love his jump shot. I think he can get better in that area. He's not afraid to step inside the arc and shoot the mid-range as well, which, again, is very, very unusual, and I think that goes to his his basketball IQ. Um, he's got a ways to go defensively, but if, if, you, if you get him into this system with Steve Clifford, Coach Clifford showed last year that he can make bad defensive players into good defensive players. So Tyler Hero, to me, if he is at 16, and if Nasir Little is not, to me, I take him because you need a shooter. You need somebody who can create his own shot, and this kid can do that. Yes. I I would take a Tyler Hero if I'm king for a day. So have you seen the latest mock draft from ESPN? Uh, Jonathan Gavoni, who does an unbelievable job. We are efforting him for the radio show on ESPN 5 at ESPN Afternoons with Scott Inez uh, next week. We'll see when he's available um, and if we can get him. At 16, Jonathan Gavoni has Tyler Hero mocked to the Orlando Magic. And here's what he has written. The Magic cycled through backcourt options all season. Although point guard is more of a long-term need, they have Markel Fultz waiting in the wings and will need to think about Terrence Ross's impending free agency situation. Adding a combo guard such as Hero, 
who can play pick and roll, make shots while set up or on the move, and bring competitiveness and feel makes a lot of sense. Mm. The thing that scares me, uh, not necessarily about Tyler Hero, but about our guys, Jeff Weltman and John Hammond, who have done outstanding jobs over the last two years. However, they're positional length guys, right? We they all are. know and that. This guy, this guy is actually everything but that. Right. 6'6", six, six, with is, a 6'3", yeah. wingspan, and he's 192 pounds. He's he's not he's not the biggest guy, um, but when you talk about shooting, he shot 35% from three in college. He averaged 14 points a game. Uh, shot the ball very well from the three point three uh, the free throw line. That is, uh, shooting is a premium skill in the skills. NBA, and he's he got has skills, he Nick. has an NBA skill. I, and I know our guys are hot and heavy after the you know the wingspan and whatnot. He's got what a six and. Uh, six, uh, six, four and a half wingspan or something six, like three, that. Six three, I just said, six, yeah, three, six three. Okay, he's six, six, three. Six, six, six with a six three wingspan. So, so that's not exactly what our guys, Jeff Weltman and John Hammond, are. No, this this to. would be going against the right. the Bible, the and, Hammond Bible. And you look at uh, Nikhil Alexander Walker, who's about the same size, but he's got like a a six foot nine wingspan which is right up our guy's alley. Yeah, he's six foot five with a six nine wingspan. Right. So I think. Look, Eight, I think six, this kid, Tyler wow. Hero, is the most skilled guy in terms of what we're looking for from the backcourt. Um, this guy, to me, can be an elite shooter. I think he could be a very good scorer in our league. I think he's a good – is he a great athlete? No, but I'll tell you this. I think he's a better athlete than Nikhil Alexander-Walker. I think he's a better athlete than that kid. So if I were king for a day, right? I I would take if, – if Tyler Hero – is available at 16. I would take Tyler Hero at 16 for the Orlando Magic. Okay. Um, if I were if I were drafting at 16, it's funny because the guy that's number one on your list is probably number three on my list, and the guy that's number two on your list is number one for me. It would okay. be Nikhil Alexander-Walker. Yeah. And I've gone all the way around on this. Now, Romeo Langford was my guy early. Yeah. I just don't think he's going to be there. I keep seeing him drafted yeah. higher than 16. I see him gone. If he's there, I'd love to see him. I'm looking for scores. I'm yeah. looking for playmakers. I'm looking for guys that can put the ball on the floor because the Magic the magic really do lack someone that can get to the 10. Yeah. Like, it is amazing that you have a, a roster of 17 NBA players and not one guy on this team for an entire season can look at a defender and say, you know what, I'm just going to go around you. Yeah. And you go all the way through the playoffs, and that is what every team has. They have a guy that says, you know what, I'm going to go around you. I'm going to get to the rim. I'm going to get fouled, go to the free throw line. Or make the bucket. And yeah. this guy, by the way, shot better than three than Tyler Hero with just about as many attempts. He shot 37% from three. Mm-hmm. He's a versatile scoring guy that can either be the, the predominant ball handler where you shift Markel Fultz off ball, or he can play off the ball and kind of play more of that Fournier role and can be a playmaking presence. He averaged 16 points a game in college at Virginia Tech. He has the positional length, which fits into what Jeff Weltman and John Hammond seem to want to do. He's not undersized. He's six foot five. He's got some good weight on him, two hundred and four pounds. Yeah. And when you look at some of the comps here, and I understand you don't like the comps, but I like to look at them to see who they may become and what that might mean for Jeff Weltman and John Hammond. Mm-hmm. Shea Gilgis Alexander is mentioned. Well, that, and that's his cousin, right? Isn't his cousin? Yes, I, I believe, believe so. I, yeah. be, I believe. I believe you're right. Yeah. That's a, that's a good point. I, I I think you're right. I've forgotten that. Malcolm Brogdon is another guy. Mm. The Magic were hot and heavy on Shea Gilgis Alexander yeah. last draft. Yes, they just didn't want to draft him at six. Yeah, 
And John and, Hammond drafted Malcolm Brogdon, and, right? Yes, John yeah. Hammond drafted Malcolm Brogdon yeah. in the second round. He ended up being the rookie of the year that year. Look, so I, I think you're right. I he's think, a competitive guy. Yeah, he is. He is. Um, I, the more video work I do on Alexander Walker, um, really good shooter. At, like you said, 37% from three, even though his elbow flies out a little bit. I can work with that. You are a shot doctor. I will. I have you know to say, I mean, like I, you, I, you like to get in and diagnose I, some I of do. This. I, I, I like to see where the ball is released, and, and he releases it at the right point. That's why you were never a Lonzo elbow. Ball guy. Yeah, yeah exactly. Exactly. But uh, I will say this. I think you've been in the war room at one magic place because I do believe if this kid, Nikhil Walker Alexander, uh, uh, Alexander Walker is on the board, I think our brain trust will take him. I, again, if I'm king for a day, I'm going Tyler Hero. But I think this is more of a John Hammond, Jeff Weltman type of guy with the wingspan. He's not the greatest athlete in the world, which, which uh, concerns me a little bit. But again, the six foot nine wingspan, very versatile guy, um, can handle the rock a little bit. He can play the shooting guard spot. He can shoot it, like you said, two way player, average two steals per game last year for Virginia Tech. Not a great athlete, like I said. I think he tends to be a little too passive mm-hmm. on the floor. But from what I understand, and here's another thing that our guys are really into what's that? It's a character kid. Yeah. From what yes. I understand, he's a really good kid. So here's the thing. When you look at Nikhil Alexander-Walker, kind of like when you walk through an art museum and you see paintings, you can normally tell if it's a Van Gogh or a Monet or a Picasso or a Rembrandt or a Pollock or mm-hmm. something like that. Nikhil Alexander-Walker is, is a Weltman Hammond. Yeah. That's what he is. Yep. He yep. he fits right in there. You can see. I mean, it is their technique. It is their exact type. He just fits 100% into what these guys like. Yeah, the reason why I like Tyler Hero over Alexander Walker is I believe that Tyler Hero's ceiling as a scorer in the NBA is higher than Alexander Walker's. I do believe that Nikhil Alexander-Walker will be a better player immediately in the league because of his frame and because of his wingspan and, and whatnot. But I think Tyler Hero, if I'm going ceiling here, if I, and if I'm looking three, four, five years down the road, I think Tyler Hero has the ability to be a much better scorer at this level than Alexander Walker does. This was kind of the debate last year with with Kevin Knox, I would say, and Shea Gilgis-Alexander, kind of two similar guys where, and of course the Gilgis-Alexander comp is here with Alexander Walker, but um, that's 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 kind of interesting where you look at the scoring ability and what he's going to mean to a team. Um, I just think if he's there, Nikhil Alexander-Walker um, – is the guy they're going to take? Quick yeah, question. I think you're right. If, if he and Shea Gilgis Alexander are 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 related, yeah. Why is Alexander I don't, first, dude? Dude, I, and Gilgis yeah. first for the other guy? <laughs> no clue. This is just the, these are the I, weird random sports yeah. shower thoughts that come right, to mind right. here. One related, Nikhil Alexander Walker. The other guy, Shea Gilgis Alexander. Right. What did Gilgis do to be first? Well. At, at least they've both got the name Alexander in their name, right? I mean, you can't argue with that. Are they related? I feel like they might. I, be... I think they are. I think they are related. They are, yeah. His up. cousin. They're cousins. cousins. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Nikhil Alexander Walker. Look, I, Shea I, Gilgis Alexander. I think you're right. I think if Alexander Walker is well, he's on from the good board, stock, then I'm in. Our, uh, yeah, our, our guys will take him. But I'm telling you, if I were king for a day, I'd go Tyler Hero because of more of an upside scoring the basketball. I think that kid is a pure scorer. And I think the other thing you have to mention, because age always comes into the conversation here, um, 
Nikhil Alexander-Walker, a year older. He spent two years at Virginia Tech. Yeah. Tyler Hero, yeah, I, one okay. year at Kentucky. Yeah, okay. It's just some, okay. it's yeah. something it's to something. bring up. Okay. It's not everything, but it's... All right, you and I always go too long here. we got to move uh, yeah. because you got a vacation to get to. And uh, uh, let's get to free agency a little bit. You and I were discussing this when it comes to... Uh, everyone's talking about Kevin Durant right now. Uh, of course, he goes down. The Achilles injury changes the entire landscape of the NBA free agency, where Kyrie Irving's going to end up. And the Magic are dealing with their own free agency discussions. What do you do with Nick Vucevic? Terrence Ross, we found out, actually did a charity event here in Orlando. I thought that was very interesting. That means interesting. something to you. I thought that was very interesting because we got the email earlier this week that Terrence Ross, who does become an unrestricted free agent, was going to be holding a charitable uh, charitable event here in Orlando for youth. I believe it was taking them to a movie, if I'm not mistaken, and I don't know the exact... Was the movie Get Out? I, I hope not. I hope not, Nick. But typically, when you're an unrestricted free agent, you're not doing that kind of stuff right before free agency. Correct. Now, you don't want to read too much into what Terrence Ross did the other day here in Orlando, but I think it's a very good sign. I think it's a very good sign that that maybe... Just maybe Terrence Ross is reading the tea leaves out there in terms of free agency, and he's going, you know what? Maybe my best bet is to come back right here to Orlando. So I thought that was interesting. But it's going to be interesting to see what happens with T. Ross and Nick Vucevic. Well, I, 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 I think well, but just to throw in the Terrence Ross yeah, thing, um, over the last four days, when was this post up there, too? I want to check. That was uh, May 20th, so that was a little while back. But over the last four days, Terrence Ross has posted two photos on his Instagram in both of them, he is wearing Orlando Magic, Magic stuff. I, yes, yes, he's, he's in the Magic ja- jacket. By the way, T. Ross, if you're listening, if you can send one of those, yeah. um, attention, Nikki Football, uh-huh. that jacket is a sweet. Yeah, it's it is nice a nice looking. jacket, and he's wearing the uh, the number one penny jersey um, in the other one, too. Really? Yes. Interesting. I love it. Look, it, again, being king for a day, I want them both back. I want Nick Vucevic back. I want Terrence Ross back. You finally dug yourself as a franchise out of a major hole last year. You built momentum as a team. You cannot go backward this summer to me. You can't do it. Now, to me, you have to get deals done with Vooch and T-Ross, but you look at Vooch, let's call it like it is. There's a number out there, and I don't know what the number is for Jeff Weltman and John Hammond. There is a number out there where they're, they're going to say, you know what, have Adam. We're not going to pay him because you can't, you're not going to pay Nick Vucevic max money. No. I, I love Vuce. I love what he did last year. He was an all-star for a reason. I think he should have been on the, on the all-NBA team. I may be the only one who thinks he should have been on the all-NBA team. But there has to be a number to where Jeff Weltman and John Hammond say, okay, whoever it is, Sacramento, Dallas, L.A. Lakers, sorry, we can't match that. Go ahead and have our guy. Uh, begrudgingly. I know they want him back. But there is a number out there. In terms of T. Ross, I don't know if there's a number. I really don't know if there's a number out there. And if you lose a Nick Vucevic, which you probably find out before you find out about Terrence Ross. You think so? Then I think that helps Terrence Ross greatly in terms of his free agency here in leverage. Orlando. Yeah, it Absolutely. definitely gives him leverage. By the way, that movie he's taking the kids to see uh, this this Friday. So tomorrow as we're taping this, Men in Black International. Okay, so it's not Get Out. That movie is going to suck. Really? You think so? Oh, bad. I'm not like yeah. I yeah. unless Hemsworth is Thor. It doesn't look good. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't. It doesn't look good. And no, you know what they're doing? Bad. They're doing all the promos during the NBA Finals. Yeah, I saw that with the NBA. Oh, Chris Paul, you have eyes in the back of your yeah, head. Yeah, Anytime yeah, yeah, they yeah. do that with the movie, the movie sucks. Yeah, okay, yeah, it's not going to be a very good movie. 
Um, but Terrence, yeah, Ten- Terrence Ross, uh, they're head of that. I think you're right. Um, I think I think that it is much more likely today that Terrence Ross returns to Orlando than Nick Vucevic does. And just like you, there's a number that Jeff Weltman has in his mind that they are willing to go to to bring Nick Vucevic back. It's kind of like a poker game. They have a they have a hand uh, dealt to them, and they are willing to invest only X amount of chips. And the yeah. minute the bet goes over that, they are fine with folding, living to play another day, and moving on because they know it's not the strongest hand. It isn't seven deuce, mm-hmm. but it's just not the strongest hand. And that's yeah. what Nick Vucevic proved throughout this season, an All Star year, but he shrank in the playoffs. Terrence Ross, I don't know, I don't know how you replace his offense if you let him walk. I don't either. You know, at least with Nick Vucevic. You might be able to do some trades and make some moves to bring in somebody, but yeah. um, I don't know how you replace Terrence Ross's offense I off agree. the bench. I agree. I and and who knows what that number is, what the amount of years is for Nick Vucevic here in Orlando. But in terms of Terrence Ross, uh, again, typically free agents are out of sight, out of mind this time of year, and here he is in Orlando doing an event. Again, it's something, it's not everything. I'm not sure what we can read into that, but I thought it was, um, look, I, you want him back. You have to have him back, especially if you lose a Nick Vucevic, and I hope to re-sign both of them. Let, let's throw another scenario out there because it's been rumored that Evan Fournier may be leaving here soon in a trade, possibly on draft night. Who knows what happens there? But That's if you been trade, a big discussion. Trade on Evan Fournier... Now, depending on what you get back for a Fournier, you're going to need Ross possibly to start for you next year. Yes, um, I agree. Uh, can I bring? Can I open the trade machine for one minute oh, here? Okay, go ahead. Because ESPN's Bobby Marks was on Ryan Rosillo's podcast last week and mentioned that DeMar DeRozan is available. Um, I like DeMar DeRozan. I know that it might not be the best look that Toronto may make the finals or may win the finals uh, with DeMar DeRozan on his way out. I think that's more about Kawhi than it is about DeMar DeRozan. That that Spurs team still made the playoffs and went to a game seven with Denver. Um, if you can do, he's got two years left on his deal. Mm. Um, actually, one year and an option, but I think he's going to opt in. If you can do Evan Fournier, Spursy type player, by the way, very Spursy. He'll get he'll get there and immediately be like a letter grade better. Okay, can I stop you now or later? No, 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 okay, no, no. no. Keep, Hold on. Keep going. Fournier, yeah, a pick, and you're gonna need something else to make the money work. Would you do that for Demar Derozan? He's expensive, by the way, twenty seven mil. Expensive. Wow. Um, and that is you let Nick Vucevic walk. Why, okay, answer me this: Why would the Spurs do this? The Spurs want to cut some salary, okay. which you would be able to do. And they want to but, get but a little Fournier bit younger. Still has two more years left on his deal. Thirty. He has one year, million, something like that. One year in a player option, and the Spurs are really good at talking guys out of taking those player options in in favor of a longer deal. Remember what they did with Pau Gasol? He had that one year option. So they you're telling me that the it. San Antonio Spurs are highly interested in Evan Fournier? Well, no, no, no. I'm not. I'm, I'm not. I'm not telling you that. What I'm telling you is that. San Antonio would get Evan Fournier at a lower dollar amount. They would get the 16th pick. Is they're look they're looking to get younger because they have okay. they have the the kid that went nuts in the playoffs, Derek White, right? Is that his name? And they have Dejounte Murray. Yeah. Um. It's it. You got it's time to turn the page, okay. right? I, 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 that's the thing. Okay. Let, let, let's play hypothetical. I I don't know why the San Antonio Spurs would want Evan Fournier, but let's go ahead and open the up the trade machine sure. and let's play hypothetical. Cool. You're asking me let's about Demar Derozan and whether I'd be interested. Demar. <sighs> um. Love his talent. No doubt about that. But there's a reason why the Toronto Raptors dealt him last offseason. There's a reason why he was benched against the Cleveland Cavaliers. 
in the playoffs last year, and there's a reason why the Toronto Raptors are in the NBA Finals and on the cusp of winning the NBA championship without DeMar DeRozan. Mm -hmm. Um, I think there's more to the naked eye about DeMar DeRozan out there than just being a really good talent. I shy away from DeMar DeRozan if I'm the Orlando man. Wow. I, I do. I, 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 he's more talented than Evan Fournier. I will give you that. But oh, like, like he's like three Fourniers. Three Fourniers? Yeah. How about a, a, a Fournier and a half? I'm not going three Fourniers. I I'll mean, cut by, that in half. By, by, by P-E-R, you're right. <sighs> but I mean, like, th- this... This this feels like because of what Toronto did, we're going to undervalue Demar Derozan no, 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 now but, as a but, player. But we were knocking Demar Derozan a few years ago. Now, I mean, this is a guy who is not able to get to that next level when the lights are the brightest. Nick. Yeah, but you he's know a that. nice thing. I would he's, like he's a, a nice, nice thing. thing. No question like, about I, it. I get it. Somebody even even dumped Kate Upton at some point in right. time, but I would right. take Kate Upton right. forever. But, but here's here's the trap that we all fall into, especially this time of year. Now I'm trapped. That other dude. Right, that other dude, be it Demar Derozan or D'Angelo Russell, that all of, that that dude who doesn't live here has zero warts. No, 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 no. Like, he has we warts. Lo- we all love the guys who are not playing on our own team. No, right? he has warts. That's fine. What I'm saying is, is so you don't pay Nick Vucevic. You bring this guy in. He replaces the offense, and then you draft whoever you want at 16. You don't have to worry about the position or need or anything like that. Yeah. You want to talk about dra- drafting Tyler Hero for shooting? This guy can shoot. Yeah, I know. I hear you, Nick. This is an NBA I player. I, I, I got you. I got you. I, I'm not a – you're asking the wrong guy. I'm not a big DeMar DeRozan fan. There there are other things that you have to consider when you're talking about bringing a DeMar DeRozan onto your basketball team. And here the San Antonio Spurs are. You make that deal for DeMar DeRozan last year for Kawhi Leonard. There, there's a reason why the San Antonio Spurs reportedly yeah, have this guy here. in the blocks. Yeah, you've got me here. I mean, I – I, and look, I'm sure there are Magic fans who would say, "Oh, Demar Derozan, I, I'd love to have him on our team." I would team, love to have Demar Derozan. What do you on have team? to give up to get There's him? Not some now, Magic I... fans, this Magic fan is saying that. <laughs> I hear you. I hear. I'd, I'd be leery of a Demar Derozan right now, Nick. I just would. Uh, uh, that's just me. That's just me. But in terms of free agency, Ooh. yeah, I know. I'm boring. It's boring. In terms of free agency, if we go out and sign our own guys, if we go out and sign our own guys, Terrence Ross, Nick Vucevic. I would be happy with that. But Jeff Weltman and John Hammond. <laughs> Don't give me DeMar DeRozan. I'll take Nick Vujovic and Terrence Ross. I, look, look I, it's, it does sound weird, doesn't it? Oh, it sounds a little, it just does, a little weird, man. It does sound weird. But I, I do think when you look at a Terrence Ross, okay, who knows what's going to happen with Evan Fournier in the future? If you look at a Terrence Ross, could he start for you in the future? Yeah. Could he, could he become a really good player as a starter in this league? His mindset would have to change. He would have to get some coaching, which he did under Steve Clifford next uh, last year. But I think I think Terrence Ross could become that guy in the future if he gets the mindset right. What about Aaron Gordon for DeMar DeRozan? Oh, you're DeMar DeRozan? No, I'm not willing to do that either. Okay. I'm, I'm just – I. I give me another guy. Give me, give me another guy. Well, I'm, just, I mean, like I'm the, not the, a DeMar DeRozan guy. I actually think the deal that works – Nope, that doesn't work either. You like, really, have seriously opened up the we, trade machine. Yeah, yeah, like we don't have the pieces. That's what makes this difficult. I don't even want to admit it, but we don't even really have the pieces to get it done. But when a guy like DeRozan becomes available, like he's still a top 30 player in the league. Yeah. Like, yeah, I, yeah where, you're where, right. You're like, right. Where is he you're in the right. pantheon of guys? Like, I, I mean, at least top talent, 30. Yeah. Talent. 
Yeah, he's, he's, he's a really good player. But, but is he a guy who's going to get you to that next level? Toronto says no, and obviously well, if had, San Antonio has him on the block, San Antonio's telling me no as well. It's understandable, but I mean, like, that next level for Orlando is not the same next level for Toronto or San Antonio. Okay. Our next level is can we get to a four or five seed in the East? He can do that. He did that with Toronto. Okay, but what, what happens when you get to that four or five seed in the we East? Figured in the <laughs> we figured it out. We figured it out. We figured it out. But I, I, I'm just saying, like, I mean, as someone who, who railed okay, against no, all I got of you. the— I got of, you. It's all about talent. All of the tanking. It. It's like I'm in talent acquisition mode, and I'd like to break <laughs> up the French connection I'd here. Give me anybody but DeRozan. I'm just not a DeRozan wow. guy, and many of many Magic fans may agree with you, and that's totally fine. I'm just no. Not I'm a probably DeRozan I'm guy. probably on my own here. You think I'm, so? Yeah, I'm probably on my own. Really? Yeah, I, I would think so. Yeah, I, I'm probably on my own here. Well, look, I, I I I love what the Magic are doing because now all of a sudden we're reading about the Orlando Magic, you know, being interested in D'Angelo Russell. Right? It, this did not happen during the Rob Hennigan years because this this franchise went inward. For six years, and and I think this franchise kind of died on the vine, and now you have Jeff Weltman going out and being active again. There's a reason why the Magic were mentioned in the D'Angelo Russell talks, even though I don't think D'Angelo Russell is coming to Orlando. Heck, why not put out feelers for Kawhi Leonard? Is it going to happen? Probably not. Why not put out feelers for Kawhi, for for who, who, Kyrie, for Kemba Walker, for on down the line. It's time to start living life outside of the organization, and that's exactly what these guys are doing by virtue of the fact that we're reading Orlando Magic a lot in these trade rumor reports. Yeah, no, I, I think you make a brilliant point. Uh, on the way out here, just th- some of this news is breaking here just a little bit. This is from uh, about 10 minutes ago while we're taping the podcast. Uh, Cameron Johnson uh, who played at North Carolina. I'm not sure if you're aware who he is. There's a lot of guys in this draft. Uh, Gary Werfel is reporting that Cameron Johnson appears to be on the rise in the NBA draft. He has worked out for the Bucks, Minnesota today, the Celtics, Oklahoma City, Philly, Golden State, and the Orlando Magic, who hmm. have the highest pick other than Boston. Oh, Minnesota too, excuse me, the third highest pick of teams he has worked with. Um, I'm just bringing him up because we... We we talked about kind of our draft our draft pool here. Another guy, positional size, six mm. eight, with a six ten wingspan, shot forty five percent from three last mm. year at North Carolina, two hundred and ten attempts. Uh, he is a senior at North Carolina though, so he's a little bit on the older side. Averaged sixteen points, five rebounds. Uh, this is another guy. Maybe if he goes, he's a spot up shooter. Yeah. But once again, six eight. It's another kind of. Another forward, another another right. big guy. Right. It's another guy. Maybe Jeff Weltman, John Hammond, take a look. At. Uh, you, you would think so because of that positional length. Isn't it interesting that you're talking about him being a senior and and now all of a sudden here it's in the last thing. four or five years, it's a bad thing. Yep. It's a bit, oh, it, it, this kid's 21, 22 years of age. You know, by the time he signs that second contract, his career might be over with. It, it's amazing how things have changed in this league. I don't know a whole lot about Cameron Johnson. Uh, I do know that he is a good shooter. He's got that positional length, which we absolutely love here with the Orlando Magic. But he, de- I, I would imagine that Cameron Johnson at the next level is going to be a 3-4, if you will, a small forward. If you're drafting... Think Jonas Jerebko type. That's okay. what I'm if, seeing if here. You're, if you're drafting for need, obviously you have a need at that shooting guard spot. But I, I do know that KZ Akpala from... Stanford is also on the Magic's list too, and here's a guy who is what six foot eight, six foot nine, and probably a three-two, if you will, at the next level. So that'll be interesting to see where Cameron Johnson goes here in the draft. Yeah, no, I I totally agree. I just wanted to make sure that we uh, 
that we got that uh, in there. But I think that's that's going to do it for us here. We went long once again, yeah. Um, yeah. which is all too common for this podcast. We are going to be back next week. I know uh, there's plenty for us to get to, including we're going to have a special guest next week. Uh, Aaron Goldstone's going to join us from the Orlando Pinstripe Post, break down some of the draft guys that the Magic could be looking at, just like Scotty and I did today. You're headed out on vacation, so we will talk to you next week. Sounds good, Nick. Appreciate it, Scotty. This has been the uh, Heart and Hustle podcast. Once again, you can go find this podcast wherever you find podcasts. You can subscribe, rate, review, unsubscribe, re-rate, review, whatever the heck it is. Uh, You can follow Scott Inez on Twitter, at Inez Says. Listen to him weekdays on ESPN 5 in Orlando from 4 to 6 p.m. And you can follow me on Twitter, at ESPN 580 Nick, and also listen to me with Scotty 4 to 6 and in the evening 6 to 8 p.m. We will talk to you next week, seven days away as we're taping this from the draft. Much more to come. And until next time, as always, go Magic!